0: Hi there, it's Tanya, Tanya Stokes of the Tanya Stokes Podcast. <laughs> this girl is anal. Ooh, no, I could not find a name. All the names were taken. Listen, today's guest is Robin Castilia. Robin Castilia. <laughs> I had to say it fast so that I could say it right. Man, you are going to enjoy this. So as I was trying to edit it and I couldn't do much editing because she dropped so many gems and I just wanted you to take it all in. So, um, this is a great conversation during black history month. I think you will find this very enlightening. You have Robin Castile. Okay. We're just chatting. So I hope you enjoy our conversation and let me know what you think. Robin, welcome to the show, girl. Let's chat.
1: Hey, Tanya.
0: How are you? Welcome to the show, girly. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. Just finished
0: a workout. So super charged, super pumped. Nice. Super Where do you work out? Where, what do you, what type of workouts um, do you do?
1: It's more performance training, um, so it's similar to CrossFit, but not exactly. It's at New Body um, Fitness, a black owned company that's been here for, I think, over 10 years. Is that um, Sonia? Uh, huh?
0: Do you work out with Sonia? Sonia. Oh, yeah.
1: um, no. Uh, that name doesn't sound familiar, but the owners are Jasmine and Jane. Okay.
0: Okay, that's that's somebody uh, the two else.
1: two girls that's in my class. Know that it's not funny in my class.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. I thought this was the uh. She's a local lady. Um, she used to play with the WNBA. She also trained Fantasia and a lot of um some of the local celebs, if you will. But I I could have sworn the name of her company was New Body. But okay. So how do you like it?
1: Oh my gosh, I love it. I've been doing it for almost a month now, and I feel a difference in my body and how it's operating and what it can do. I'm able to keep up with my daughter more. I'm able to squat down, do the busted challenge, you know, and not be with (laughs) my knee sore and
0: stuff. (laughs) Did did you uh, say do the busted busted (laughs) challenge? I love it. I love it. So, was this a part of your? Was this a part of like the New Year's resolution? New Year's resolution. New Year, new me, or it's just something well, you've always been yes. interested in? Well,
1: actually, I've always worked, uh, worked out on and off for since like four years. So we've been here in Charlotte for four years, so on and off for four years. And I just and last year, actually, we started this initiative. So sometime in December, because I didn't want it to be New Year type of situation. I just wanted to do it just when I felt tired of just loafing around the house during the quarantine, eating, not being active. And I said, I need to do something about it in order to survive this season of life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. So let's go back. Robin, pronounce your last name for me, because Castelia. Castelia. I was going to say yeah. Castella. Would, would <laughs> Most people you... <laughs> say Castiglia.
1: Well, <laughs> my husband's Italian, so in Italian, the G is silent, so that's why it's Castelia.
0: Castelia, And we met at church.
1: Yes, we did. And we hit it off. And, instantly. And, and, <laughs> instantly. <laughs> it and was and crazy. Going hard ever since. Yes. You my, re- my real friend. Like, you give it straight, no taste
0: and Hey. Hey, that's, I do what I do. I give, I give out what I want back. You know what I mean? Right, so right, it's like, right. if I need to be checked, I expect you to check me, you know? Right. So, I mean, yep. you know, in a in a nice, warm, friendly way. I mean, it was Warren Buffett that said, correction is a gift. And every now and then we need to be corrected. Reg- regardless of how we feel about it, um, sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes we need that. As long as you know it's coming from a good space and everybody's heart Absolutely. is pure. So, Robin, let's talk about your journey. Um, you know, most of the people that I talk to on the show are entrepreneurs or have some um, some lifelong plan of being an entrepreneur. Let's talk about your journey as far as entrepreneurship. Um, So you are a licensed um, natural hair stylist.
1: Correct. Tell me,
0: how has that been for you?
1: Well, it's been uh, very much, it has been a journey. It has been um, kind of, I haven't been able to go full throttle with it because there are limitations regarding my um, my home, and you know, your home is your first ministry, so you mm-hmm. can't just throw everything away from that, but um, I left my corporate job probably about four, um, three, three years ago, mm-hmm. And um, but before that, I went to Sister lock training in Atlanta, and because I just wanted to learn, I didn't know really, I didn't have the goal of doing Sister lock. I just wanted to learn the mythology, and the um how, how to do it I wanted to learn a technique mm-hmm. and so I did that and I think that in combination with the um in the rate the racism that I experienced on my corporate job and the microaggression mm-hmm. kind of most catapulted me to start looking in the direction of working for myself I think I was just frustrated the writing was on the wall I was trying to make myself do something that every all the signs were screaming. I wasn't, this wasn't the calling for me. It -hmm. wasn't even I took several personality assessments and that was the last job that I should have been in, software development, for Mm -hmm. my type of personality. And I think we had to decided to say, Lord, you know, just have your way. Let your way down. I don't care. It doesn't, I just want to do what I want to, I love. And through that, and also through my own sister life journey and my own natural hair journey, I um, came to want to show that and express that and help other women find that for themselves, other black women, um, to embrace our natural beauty. And so it kind of took off from there. I always wanted to do hair, even from a little child. But I never—I didn't think it was going to be lucrative. I think I went the studious, the the collegiate route, right? Because I just think I thought that's what my others wanted me to do, right? And um, but that really wasn't what I was best suited for. I'm more creative. I'm a creative thinker, Um, and so I just decided to just let it happen and let it flow. Okay. And.
0: Yeah. So, when you say the racism that you experienced at work, do you think it was partly because of how you wore your hair, or just people being well, themselves?
1: Well, no, I don't think it was how I did my hair because it was a virtual, um, remote position. That means I worked from home, okay, um, Monday through Friday. I, I went to see clients occasionally maybe once every a few months or so. Um, my my encounter with microaggression on um, racism at my previous employer was more from a standpoint of, you know how people want to take your fight from you. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think black people, we have been bullied in that for centuries. Um, people wanted to take our fight. And I, I, I came through working with clients who They didn't like that I was telling them what they needed to do with their system. They weren't working with me. I wasn't, but then again, I wasn't also too showing them myself. I think if you, if you are more friendly and you let down your guard and you show people a little bit about you, not even on a work level, on a personal level, Mm -hmm. I think they're more apt to work with you. I wasn't doing that. I had a wall up. So yeah, I take um, ownership for that. But, um, they, I just got a lot of static and a lot of pushback on people working with me and it was like I came in with this, I'll try to overall remain positive, but it seemed like there was always um, techniques in the works to try to just gut punch and just take that motivation, take that fight.
0: Wow. Yeah. You're just working, working in corporate is, is never easy anyway. I mean, I've done corporate as well and you have so many personalities that you have to deal with. You don't know what's going on at home with some people, you know what I mean? And even though we have this thing in the beauty industry where we say you leave your problems at the door and you pick them up on your way out. Cause this isn't the place for that because people are coming in this space with their own issues, and even though we're not therapists, they think we are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or they like yes, to yes. they like to utilize <laughs> that time as their sounding board. And um, so, in in corporate, it's it's kind of the same thing, except people bring the stuff to work, and mm-hmm. it does have an effect on. On, on the work itself. It has an effect on the morale of the department Absolutely. or the company. And before you know right. it, everything is just completely out of control. So how do you feel now that you've left corporate? You feel like it was the right like decision? It was
1: the, best, it was the best decision I ever made for myself. I should have done it sooner. I hate that when I was in high school I didn't I didn't have people speaking into my life to see to bring out, oh, well, you don't always, you don't have to go to college. Everything is have to be college. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can tap into your creative side. Um, that could motivate me to potentially, because I could have took some cosmopolitan classes. I could have finished my um license in high school. Right. Um, when you're young and have more, you know, energy and more.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I guess like we have no control over time. Right. So I right. think all things, sometimes they just work as it should think about yeah, it. Oh, like after school, you, you, you did the whole college thing, you know, you went to corporate and you learned all these systems. And the one thing that yeah. we lack, we, my industry, the the beauty salon industry, we lack systems and, I I say this stuff all the time. If you do not have a system, you will fail. But even though we work with systems, we don't see it as a system and people don't get it. Like when you color hair, it's a system, the relaxer system, you know, your, you know, the way you greet customers, the way you run your business, everybody needs a system, right? So what you were teaching in corporate you I could know. take that to the beauty industry in your absolutely. in your lactation business because you're gonna need a system to be successful.
1: And I don't take any of that as wasted time. I absolutely am settling into my experience and know that it is what makes me who I am and it had to be that way. There are actually no regrets. Um, Because even like you said, my master's degree, all of that is life experience mm-hmm. to be applied to right now, and none of it was a waste. And it all makes me who I am showing up right now today. Right. And so absolutely, it it it's just it's beneficial, and I wouldn't take anything for that. I, so I'm you, so grateful.
0: Yeah, and you know, sometimes life will bring you full circle. To a place yep. you've been before, just to show you how much you have grown. And that's a quote. I read that somewhere. It'll take you full circle to a place that you've been before. It's not the exact place, but the situation is the same. Now, the, right. the test is how you're going to handle it and the yeah, way that you're going to handle Exactly. Yep. So the same things that you experienced at work you're probably gonna experience in corporate, you're probably gonna experience in the salon or or in another in another area of your life. And that's gonna be an opportunity for you to see the growth in you as a person, period.
1: Right. And I think when I first started, I was naive to think, Oh, well, you know, it's gonna be my own business. So I'm gonna not have, I'm not going to have to worry about the lack of motivation. No, those still, those things still show up. You still have days you don't want to get up. You don't want to do someone's hair. You don't want to help them see how this is going to be a journey. Like you just don't want to do it. So
0: right.
1: a lot of those things, are, they translate to other areas too. And they're not going to be, I mean, cause we're just all humans here on this earth. And there are the issues with us that don't, that will never go away.
0: You so know? And, Let's talk about the business. Are you loving it? Are you loving What? First of all, what is the name of your company?
1: It's called Aerial Tree of Life. And I named it Aerial Tree of Life because aerial roots are roots um, that grow above the ground from a tree. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to base my business around a holistic approach, realizing that your hair is a plant. And the nutrients on the inter, internal um, nutrients and external nutrients affect that growth of that plant. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of wanted to go from that holistic approach. So that was what the concept there. I am a natural hair specialist. I specialize in sister locks, um, traditional locks, interlock, um, loose natural hair, crochets, I could do braids, I could do thermals um, black twist, any type of twist up style. So, um, I, kind of a, a, broad spectrum of things. I also offer a hair and body, um, oil. I nice. also offer body butter, candles, rose water, what? oil.
0: Come on now. Yeah. Come on <laughs> yes, entrepreneur. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Got to put
1: in that plug for the merch. Yes. The yes.
0: <laughs> wow, that is awesome. So out of out of all those things, like doing locks and um, like you you do the silkening and all this other stuff, which one do you enjoy the most? Locking. Locking. So is locking there a difference in locking?
1: I, also like, I actually uh, for a close second, it's loose natural like in a twist up style like a, either a twist out or a flat twist style. Okay. I' like doing too.
0: Okay. Is there a difference in locking and dreadlocks, or is it just like the well, name?
1: Well, I don't know. I think
0: dreadlocks is a type of system. Okay. Term. Um, I was thinking that. More
1: traditional lock. Mm-hmm. You have traditional locks and they vary in sizes, but you could also have freeform locks. That's pretty much where the person just lets different sections, different sizes lock on its own. They just basically get up and don't do anything they have. So and then the what is the... Form
0: what is the difference and okay, I, I get that the dreadlocks and the freeform locks. Tell me about sister locks. Like what's what oh. is I know you said you took the sister lock certification in Atlanta. Like what was the thing about sister locks, other than the fact that you wear them and they're gorgeous? You have beautiful hair. But what I was care. the thing that 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 drew you to sister locks versus Um, just doing traditional locks? Like, why did you want to be certified and what's the big deal in that?
1: So for me, it was, it started with my own journey, me getting a sister lock. So I had my daughter um, four years ago and I just felt like I needed a style that was going to be easy, convenient, get up and go, because I just felt like my, the time that I spent on my get ready routine was going to have to um, decrease. And so I was I, uh, one year, I took a whole year just to kind of look through a permanent style that I wanted. And I had been natural 10 years prior to do, considering this. And I just looked at sister locks and I liked the look of it. And so because I liked the look, I researched it for a year and decided to get them installed in my head. And mm. then after that, I was like, I saw the, I saw it kind of taken off and I also saw the natural hair way, because again, I was loose natural for 10 years before I got locked. And um, I was just like, you know, I think Black women, are in this social climate and everything like that, I felt like it was the time now for me to step into helping Black women um, achieve our understand our natural beauty. And I know that for me, it was a process to help me understand my natural beauty. And it wasn't like a year or two. It was like years mm. for me to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I like you with no additions, with no makeup, without a follow, without a mention, like none of that. Like I like me. Nice. And so I think I wanted to share that. like, Because you can only give a bag if you've secured the bag for yourself. And so I wanted, to, I've already secured it for me. So it was just more like, I'm blessed to be a blessing. The next thing was to let me help somebody else. And then that was how the, um, the decision was made for me to go and start learning Sister Locks and the concept.
0: Let me tell you, those locks are gorgeous. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a bad one yet. And I've seen uh, your locks. I've seen your work. You do great um, work. I've been trying to convince Thank other people. You. I have some clients that are natural, and they have such an active lifestyle. You know, um, yes. they they get up every morning and jog. Then they have to go take a shower, get dressed, go to work, do something with and their it's hair. Perfect.
1: It's perfect for
0: that. It, it is perfect. You know Let me tell is. you. Yes, it is people perfect for that. In
1: the summer, if you want to swim, you want go swimming. What
0: I like about it too is that the locks are so small from a distance. You look like you just have a bob, you know what I mean? And right. or micro braids. So yeah. yeah. And the, the color, because the locks are so small, it's easy for the color to penetrate the lock. So the people that wear color and all this other stuff, I'm like, get it. You could still come yes. to me. Like some of my clients have been with me for 10, 15 years, probably as long as I've been in Charlotte, I've been here almost 20 years. So, um, Some of my clients have been to me, have been coming to me that long. And I'm like, look, you can still come to me, but I think this is the best thing for you. It goes over well in corporate. You know, you don't have to worry about, oh, I can't work out today because I have a meeting tomorrow or I can't work out in the morning because I have a meeting in the morning. You can do all those things and still come home, beat your face, put on your corporate suit and look fabulous.
1: Well, and I think that's a great call out, but I do think you've got to keep in mind that are, there are levels to natural um, because everybody isn't ready to, it May they may be natural, right? But they may not be ready to jump to so, the because because it's a are commitment. Natural. Yeah. You could be natural, but you get your hair blown out, or you could be natural under your quick weave, or natural under your crochet, or natural under a, a beanie. And everybody is not wearing their, I think, I think it helps if you have worn your hair, just your hair without weave and kind of got into your hair and found a style that works for you just with your hair and no thermal. Mm -hmm. Like, and then once you have done that for a little while, I think you can, you're more um, apt to then maybe say, okay, this whole me getting up flat, twisting, untwisting, twist out, all of that is difficult. So, and it requires, it's, it's labor intense and it takes time. So then the natural thing after that is like, I got to get something easier. Right. natural hair is not easy. It's not at it all. T- not at all. It, it takes a lot of work to work through that. And so then that's how you're able to then move to, okay, the lock thing. But lock have had a bad rap because of some people don't keep them up and then they can hold older and then they've been stigmatized and discriminated against. Um, so I think the locks, the perception of locks is changing now more than it ever has.
0: Mm. Yeah, 65% of my clientele are natural. So most of them do blow out. I, have, I can count on one hand the natural clients I have that actually want a natural style. And some of those people are, are the people that I'm telling, look, you should consider sister locks, all these styles that we're doing on your natural hair. Mm -hmm. You can, you could still do these styles with sister locks. You know what I mean? Because I'm more of a, if you're natural and you want to blow out, I'm that person. I'm not really, I mean, even though I do natural styles, I prefer to blow out in color, cut blow out in color on natural hair. I think it looks amazing. Um, Just like, and I think that's probably what really drew me to the sister locks versus the traditional locks, because the traditional locks, you can't, you can still do a lot of styles, but sometimes it's just so bulky. Um, And even, even coloring them is, is, is not as easy as with sister locks. And, um, but anyway, so hats off to you for that. Now, what made you decide to develop your own products? Where did that come from? You got tired of buying it came
1: from the, it came from the holistic approach that I'm trying, that I'm implementing in my personal life. Okay. Again, I want, I'm moving toward less process, anything, anything, food, uh, products, all of that holistic things that are, are basically from the earth. I follow Dr. Ceepe's, um, advice on how the, the we really don't need any prescriptions. The earth is funding us everything. And, has everything naturally for us to get over this is true under the sun Mm -hmm. and so i just i'm just implementing that into i've already implemented that in my personal life and i have some other changes that i have yet to make and that was the goal behind that and wanting something that was more good for our skin because i just realized that a lot of these products they uh, most of them they weren't created for black people either and a lot of them do us a disservice they cause hyperpigmentation um, far acne and different things and i wanted to go to the more holistic lot use. It. and i know because i am making it i know what's in it and i'm also my own tester because i'm using it on myself before i am um, and I'm seeing
0: results before I push it out to others and sell it. Nice. So you mentioned earlier that um, your husband is Italian. Yep. Right? And your daughter, yep. and you have a daughter, Sarah. Can you use yep. your products on in Sarah's hair?
1: I use my product on Sarah every day. Oh, yep, every nice. Day. Now, uh, my body butter... I use on her skin. When she comes out of the bath at night, I rub her down with my body border. It's a lavender um, by whipped shea butter. And um, it's more thick on the thicker side. Of course, it melts down. When it melts down, it can melt down to an oil, mm-hmm. just like um, my hair serum. But I find that oils weigh her hair down because of, she's biracial, so it weighs her texture down. Now, my hair can take straight oil mm-hmm. more than her hair can. So there are some other sprays I'm formulating to kind of work better for people with a mixed background Okay. or people with more, I'm not going say mixed background because okay, we all mixed background. <laughs>
0: but
1: um, people with the more of a um, looser texture that where the oils may weigh their hair down.
0: So if I wanted to use your oil on a blowout and will I still get the movement?
1: Absolutely, but I would say that you would want to um, add it on the roots more so. Okay. Um, because, and let that oil gradually slide down the hair shaft. Okay. Just like the natural sebum on our scalp does, but you want it to put it on the scalp first, because the scalp is where, um, is, the, is the ground, is the, is the fertile ground, basically.
0: Okay. Well, let's try to let's kind of change shift things just a little bit. And we've been through so much. I mean, 4 years have been this has been a rough 4 years. Not to mention yeah. COVID and Black Lives Matter and the racial injustice that we face in America and you mentioned earlier about racism um at work and corporate and you have a biracial daughter. How does all this fit? You're married to an Italian man. You have a biracial daughter. How do you talk to Sarah about this stuff, if at all? Because she she may right. be too young and so far removed from it, you know, because of her age.
1: Right. So I basically keep it simple. I, I keep it simple. So she has this activity center that says. One of them talk about the police department and the police pick up bad guys. So when I'm when I when she's at her activity center, I'll say, "Well, you know, Sarah, sometimes things are not always as it should be. So the police officers are supposed to get bad guys, but sometimes they are not good themselves, the police officers. So and then I might leave it at that, Mm -hmm. and then I'll let her ask questions, and
0: then if
1: I see something else. Like, I've seen them doing the Pledge of Allegiance in her um, class. And you know, I did I asked her, um, the director of school, you know, are you guys addressing the nuances of that? Because I don't want my daughter to just be up there saying the Pledge of Allegiance and not realizing that there are some things that the, uh, the, the flag and the America, the powers that be have a responsibility, too.
0: Right.
1: And, um, and so I just kind of just give it to her nuggets like that. Um, I'll tell her, you know, with, especially with COVID, you know, there are people right now that are sick, so we have to maintain our distance and we can't. We have to wear a mask. You know, there are people right now that are suffering because um, everybody doesn't like everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people pick and choose the people they like based on outside um, based on physical um, characteristics based on skin or hair and she'll be like and she she gets it she'll be like mom like you're black and I'm black and daddy's white and Mm -hmm. my skin is a little bit lighter than your skin I was like right but just because your skin is lighter doesn't mean my skin isn't isn't just as pretty
0: you know or
1: something like that and so I'll just kind of
0: help her and just basically nuggets little bits and pieces. And she will ask questions too. Nice. Wow. I'm sure that's not an easy conversation to have. It's tough to have to explain that to her because not only is she biracial, but then she has like your husband's side of the family. And I'm sure, you know, over there with all the love, and she sees, like, okay, all these people look the same. They look like dad. And then she goes right. to your people. He's like, all these people look like mom. And I'm yeah, sure the two cool. families do things differently. You cook differently, you clean differently, you talk Absolutely. differently. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. And so, hard, uh, already as self,
1: you add another dynamic into it. Well, that I was my next question. Be how, be how did that? Right, you could be two race, the same race, and have a it co- a cultural difference. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, I feel like what Mike and I do is we communicate. We're open and honest. We finally got to a place where we just put it out there, and we um deal with we and it, we deal with issues right when they happen. Like, and then we also at the like same time pick and choose our battles. Yeah, so we're open and we honest about how something is making us feel. And we connect on the things that are that we connect on. Like everything isn't a difference. Some things are just a preference. Okay. You know, and I think we have to kind of that we feel we, we, really good about seeing the difference between that and just kind of um making sure that our, our core beliefs though were aligned. So okay. it's we you have differences but it started out our core belief for a lot. Like we connected on a raising uh, our goals for raising a family and um, our, our faith goals. Like we already that was already cemented. Right. Um, and that I we I mean, we knew we loved each other. So that was I think you have to have love
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, you have to have a mutual understanding and respect. But I think it's can, like, times like now can weigh heavily, especially on our our marriage, because I see things, and I'll mention them, I'll be like, you know, that wasn't right when he said that, you know, he, when the um, when the Charlottesville thing happened, you know, good people on both sides, and now um, it took him several days to denounce the storm, the the people that stormed the Capitol, and, you know, when we're out in public, you know, I don't pay attention as much, but I am that mama bear, like, (laughs) You know, you jump and I'm going, I'm going to let you know. Yeah. But, um, and, but it, it just kind of just, we just make sure that what our nucleus, we're not letting none of that filtrate into our nucleus. We love each other. We respect each other. I know that he gets my plight more than the average person. Now he don't get it totally because he's not black. Right. But I make sure that I'm having honest conversations and I could. I mean, I could never be in a marriage where I was censored or I, I couldn't express freely. And I and we expressed freely with each other. Like, he asked me questions. I asked him questions. I helped my husband be a better person because I'd be like, hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. You got to, there's other things you got to consider. There's some nuances here, you know. I helped him see that. And then at the same point, I think he helps me be a better person because I can um, see where there are some things that I need to act on and where, you know, maybe it's not just black and white. There mm-hmm. is a gray portion, too. I I, I, I feel like being sometimes, and, this, and I've expressed this to my husband, too, being around a white person or white people constantly can be like a vortex for someone who is not white. It can kind of suck you in. hmm and, and I mean, suck you in, like, almost, and you can kind of be and start being or acting or saying or doing things that are not 100% true to yourself. And I just know that I am a rebel. So my personality, when I feel like I'm getting, I know, I stand firm. I'm like, no, you're not going to do this. I understand you got privilege. I understand all of that. But. I got to, I'm staying in my lane. Like, so I really, every day, every moment have to willfully say, no, I'm not just going to get sucked into this vortex of white is right. We have the standard of living. You should be like us. Uh, like, that, like, no, I don't. That's, that's bullshit for
0: me. That's interesting. I do have um, friends of all races and I know during the, you know, George Floyd and, Ahmaud Aubrey and, you know, the countless, you know, mistreatment of, um, black and brown folks. I like when you said we deal with things right away because that's how I am with my friends. If something like a friend of mine sent me a, um, I don't know what holiday it was, maybe 4th of July or something like that. And, um, he was like, happy 4th of July. What are you doing today? Even in COVID, Right so i replied with the video from uh george floyd and he said yeah tanya that was really sad you know because for me regardless of what race you are i want to talk about these things and i don't want you i don't want you to give me what you think i want to hear you know and and a lot of a lot of the clients have been struggling with that at work. And they were just like, I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to talk about this with some of my white counterparts. And I'm like, why not? This is the perfect opportunity for you to have that open dialogue. You know what I mean? And tell them exactly how you feel It's a perfect opportunity for you to really get to know them on a deeper level.
1: Well, I think a lot of people don't trust their emotions. It's a very, uh, very emotionally trauma, traumatic, experience that we are still living through and I think temp a lot of times tempers can flare because we are just tired I mean and we need to just get over it but and I, I me included stop trying to convince white people that we are in a system we are their oppressed.
0: or we're important and like you know I'm, I'm not going to convince you that I'm important and that I that right, my life right. matters I'm not going to convince right. you of that but my right. point is, I, and maybe I'm just different, you know, I, a friend of mine, you know, she was going back and forth with a, with a friend of hers who was white and he has a podcast and I was like, tell him I want to be on his podcast, you know, because he saw things differently. You know what I mean? Like he, he was the type of person that says, well, he should have complied or, you know, he shouldn't have talked back. What? All you do is talk back. And you never comply. Right. So, how is this good for one and not good for the other? And w- which is the perfect time for us to talk about what happened at the state capitol. Were you guys complying? They sure were not. Right. They were in so, manners. exactly. And then, right and in New York, just the other day, they were having a peaceful protest, and the police officer stormed the black folks.
1: Somebody sees our power and we don't, but the
0: powers that be see the power that is within us. Right. Well, I won't take, um, you know, I, I don't run to the fight, but if I'm ever given an opportunity to have an open dialogue with someone at work or just a, a friend of a, another race who just doesn't get it, even though... Sometimes I'm very passionate about what I say. So it may come across as Tanya's a little angry. You know, I'll count to 10 and step back a little bit. And I want to explain it to you correctly so that you get it. Absolutely. But I am not going to say, which a lot, of, a lot of people did this. I'm not having that conversation with them. And I'm talking to my girlfriends like, you should have that conversation. Yeah, don't shut
1: it down. I'm not running. I'm not, I, so I will sometimes run for the fight. But I'm tired of having conversations about fluff. How was your day? Where are you going to school? All of this and that. How the kids? No, I want to have real dialogue conversations. Because when I die, Sarah still has to live in this world that I either made better or made worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm about like, come on, let's get with it. Let's dive into it. Like, let's have a conversation and let's talk through things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about stuff I don't know. Like, race is 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 in front of me and my husband's face every moment of the day. I'm talking about what I live.
0: So was it was it, was it was it tough this experience. year? How was it this year? Um, just. Was it something you guys had to talk about on a regular basis? Yes, ma'am.
1: Constantly. (laughs) Like, why is this? What is is the problem? Like, is it racism at the end of the day? Yeah. Money money. Money gives power, though. But money and power.
0: Yeah. A friend of mine, um, we were talking, and he, he was disappointed in something his boss said. And uh, it was crazy. I don't even know how we got to that conversation because he he called me about some business stuff. And I said, you know, Trump being in office was about the money, which brings the power. So you're right. shocked because your boss is a little upset, but it's about yeah. the money. Right. People know that when Biden comes in, the tax codes, all the tax laws, all these things are going to be different, and they don't want that. It's not to say that they don't want him in office. They just don't want what comes with him. Right. So and
1: he exploited what was already there. A lot of people were like, well, he brought this. You know, America, all of this underbelly, of this, mm. other, other stuff, it was always here. Yeah. He exploited it.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's where we give him credit. Like I I said that the other day, I was like, you know, I'm thankful for the man because had it not been for him being in office, all this hidden racism. Oh my God. He exposed all of it. All of it. Some of the, some of the people that sat right next to you at work, if you watch them on Facebook, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> the one the yes it's crazy so yeah you gotta give them big ups for that dude we still we're not That's feeling you but you gave people permission to come out and show us exactly who they are so now i know who you are i'm not going to stop speaking to you but i'm definitely dealing with you differently
1: Right. So. And so now it's all the mess is all out then hit the fan out now how can we move forward and rebuild right. like how can we heal and i feel like healing starts with conversations so your clients they're refusing they're kind of being, getting in the way of their own healing yeah by not having a conversation Yeah. you gotta have a conversation and you gotta put yourself around people that maybe you wouldn't normally be around
0: yep
1: um because we gotta see each other as more similar than um than than different uh, than different
0: Yeah, there was a, there's a, Oprah used to say this all the time and she had a a specialist on her show and they did this study and they were like, we are 99.9% alike. The only difference in us is the color of our skin.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, we all have the same organs. We cut when we, you know, we bleed when we cut, like the whole nine, you know, but... But then you have to dig deeper and say, are we really 99.9% alike? No, we're not. Because the George Floyd thing was horrible. And the lie that y'all told about Ahmaud Aubrey was horrible. And I would never do that. As not as a human being. Let's look beyond being a Christian. I'm talking about being a human being. I've watched, I have watched other races rescue dogs, like damn near drown. To save a dog, want to fight you for not letting the ducks or the dogs cross the street, but you will go kill a human being and lie about what happened. Are we really 99.9% alike?
1: (laughs) The makeup, yes. Evil is in all of us, but generational curses and generational bonds are real. Just like we can uh, our trauma for my ancestors, I wasn't a slave. My parents weren't a slave. I never had, I, you know, but that still travels through our bloodline, right? And being, and and generational curses travel through bloodlines.
0: So does generational and so, blessings.
1: And shoulders generational blessings. So that could be something that travels through a bloodline. I don't. I'm not sure, you know, but right. I do know we all have the. Um, the capacity
0: to do some of the most heinous things to
1: ever people have done. Yeah. We all have that
0: capacity. When well, talking about um, PTSD, I mean, you have talk, you know trauma. Look at the, after COVID, there's going to be a lot of PTSD. You think you have, what, four, is it 400,000 people that died? I think that was the number right. on yesterday just the trauma of dealing with all the deaths and the fact that a lot of people are still saying that, you know, Oh, you know, this isn't real. Like how, how do we explain these deaths?
1: Yeah. I lost a lot of family members to COVID. I mean, too many to count. Um, and it's definitely a dark cloud and I think that's where, um, my faith kind of helps me but you know you can't help but just be like lord why like why right you, you can stop this um but then i think too mental health and therapy and counseling plays a part but you can barely you know get in right now i think we're all just suffering yeah and we just need to god just needs to give us a bomb to heal and we need grace we need to give it to extend grace we need to breathe it in and breathe it out mm-hmm. we need to receive it and then give it to self give it away to somebody you know yeah. and i think that can help
0: and you know um just just with what i've learned with reiki just even like you working out just letting go of some of that you know, leaving some of that at the gym helps a lot
1: Oh, absolutely. If I didn't work out, I'd probably beat somebody up. Like, <laughs> literally, girl, I am not like My husband laughed at me all day. He's like, Girl, you are so passionate. You just I just think you just wanna beat somebody's butt, like down. I was like, you know that that might not be
0: so bad. like. <laughs> Look, it's the way you the said it that, that was funny. You were like, girl, because I would probably beat somebody up. <laughs> like, for real, I put hands on people,
1: honey.
0: That is funny. Especially
1: when I see, I can't be watching every video. When I watch that video of that white woman at that hotel mm-hmm. attacking that black boy, I was like, you know, the mama couldn't have been there.
0: No, because you're right. He probably
1: wouldn't even <laughs> did that if the mama was there, because if the mama was there, It'll look down a little different.
0: It would be different. It would be a lot different. Wow. Robin, this is really good. We'll have to do this again soon. What do you want to say Girl. to my audience before we uh, end this interview? Leave us with some you know, kind words. Uh, well,
1: I think um, I just always try to live by I want to be the change that I want to see. I hold myself to accountability. Like mm-hmm. I can't just expect everything external to line up and not have any expectations for myself. So I want to lead with love. That's my thing. Lead with love and grace, and then, um, you know, be that change and hold myself accountable. When I do wrong, I, I call. I call myself out. And then i have friends you know like you and some others that will call me out and i appreciate that and it might not feel good and it don't feel good when it's happening initially mm-hmm. but as i chew on it for a few days i'm like okay they got a point okay let me let me get myself right let me get because i have to, i have a bigger calling a greater purpose i got a little girl looking at me i got this world like i feel like black people we got a lot riding on our shoulders like when we show up in the room it's. We, we really 30, 40, 50, hundred deep. Mm-hmm. You, know, you only see one black person though. Oh yeah. But you know, we, we, we got a lot riding on this. So we have to summon the, um, the strength of our ancestors and God above. And we have to gird our loins and just go into this fight, you know, that's good. We're going to take good. this territory yeah. and it's, we're going to take it.
0: Yeah. So your products, how do we find you so that we could order your products?
1: Yes, ma'am. So I have an Instagram page. It's Ariel Tree of Life, A-E-R-I-A-L underscore tree underscore of underscore life. And um, you could just message me and then let me know. And then I can come to where you are. I can send it in the mail, however. um, And um, yeah, social media is primarily the best way.
0: Nice. Nice. Wow, Robin, this was good. We've got to do this again really soon. Oh,
1: girl, you know I to you. Every time we talk though, we're on the phone for like
0: two hours. I know, I've I been know. I you <laughs> I know you have so much. You have so much to give, and I tell you this all the time. Like I hear that preacher in you, girl.
1: Oh. Uh- so. And yes. I saw my parents, that they started laughing. It was like, yeah, your friends see something, you know, seeing yourself. Sees. You know, they just <laughs> trying to push me. I'm like, Mm-mm. no, ma'am, don't uh, no part of that. I see, My dad is a pastor, so I saw, you know, what he went through. Right.
0: And, um, it takes you know, a lot out I of you.
1: He just has to run me down. <laughs> Lord, please don't, please don't,
0: don't let down. him run you down. <laughs> Do not. Please, please don't let them run you down, honey. Don't do that. It's crazy because every time I talk about you, I always talk about um, when we met in church and how we were in the group. And the, the first lady was like, so I just want you to speak life over the people in your group. And then the music came up and it was the next person's turn. And I'm always such a shy person. So I was like gosh I hope this thing'll end before um it's my turn to pray and then you prayed and I was you were like father god I was like I'm like listen I had to open one eye to see which girl was praying okay that girl <laughs> Just, and I heard it like I heard it in your voice I felt it in my spirit I was like oh this chick has a calling it's like
1: come well, on you, know you gotta come, come. Before the of grace so you can find mercy to help in the time of need honey we all have time of need you know but we all got that faith we all got that calling.
0: Yeah. You know, it's in different capacities, but we all got it. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm going to let you go because I know you need to get in and take care of yourself. You just left the gym, but I certainly appreciate you uh, coming oh, on the yeah. show and would love to have you back. And Thank you uh for having me. Yeah, girl. Anytime. And uh, yeah. so this is Robin Costella. Did I say that right? Yeah castelia robin castelia <laughs> of ariel tree of life and uh we want to thank you again for joining us and we'll talk with you soon all
1: right thank you
0: bye-bye hey i couldn't have planned this better and i did it <laughs> but didn't i tell you it was gonna be great I was thinking, oh, wow, this is awesome for Black History Month. Just to hear about a lovely couple and how they deal with race and uh, racism um, and in a happy marriage with a beautiful daughter, Robin Castelia. She is an entrepreneur. She is the owner of Ariel Tree of Life with a ton of products for you guys to... uh, try. Um, I actually tried her products um, doing a scalp cleansing session uh, with one of my clients and my client loved it. So make sure you go to her Instagram page, Ariel Tree of Life and check her out. But man, she dropped so many gems. I'm just like in awe. (laughs) I am right now. Hey, if you have anything you think you can add to the show, feel free to um, send me an email uh, email me at Tanya. Actually, it's info at tanya.stokes.com. That's info at tanya.stokes.com. And in the subject box, just put "I would like to be on the show." And boom, you are on the show. That's how we do it. Everybody has like I do believe that you should have an opinion about whatever. It's yours. It's your personal opinion. And if you want to express your opinion about whatever, feel free to do it. But I enjoyed Robin Castiglia of Aerial Tree of Life. Even Jax enjoyed her. Man, he's sitting here wagging his tail. Getting on my nerves too because he wants to go out for a walk. But uh, make sure you share this broadcast with your family and friends. And um, hey, we'll be chatting with, Robert Blygen he owns about eight barbershops in the South Carolina and Georgia area, so I can't wait for you guys to hear that interview as well. Um, Once again, I am on nine platforms, so you can listen to me, tell your friends to listen wherever they get their podcast. I'm on nine different platforms, okay? And you are always welcome to be on the show. I can talk to anybody about anything. But I want to thank you guys for spending this time with me. And um, I look forward to chatting with you soon. So on the nine different platforms, look up the Tanya Stokes podcast. Why? Because I couldn't find a name. All the names were taken, but my name, Tanya Stokes. (laughs) So look up the Tanya Stokes podcast and let's chat. I'm Tanya Stokes. We'll talk soon. Bye.